Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, welcome into the Keep Prowling podcast. I'm your host, DJ Beal, and I am with a very special guest. I mean, a legend in the making, oh, man, I, I, I might that. say. All right, but uh, I'm, I'm very excited to have Lawrence Gillum from WCCB Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think you're a big sports fan. We've talked from huge time to time, yeah, but, uh, you know, and we talked before we, before we got started. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first off, just introduce yourself to everybody so they know exactly who they are in case they haven't met you before. But they may have seen your face from, from yeah. time to time. Yeah, man. Uh, my name's Lawrence Gilligan, just like Gilligan's Island. Uh, I am the morning anchor on Rising. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm from California, uh, from Oakland. Uh, but I've been in Charlotte probably off and on since 2015 or so. So I've, I've had my fair share of uh, Panthers games. <laughs> so so how, how many times have you seen the Panthers live? Have you seen the good and the bad? Or Yeah, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, honestly. Yeah. You know, I think the ugly part was this past year and the year before that a little bit. Um, but, you know, it, the good part, obviously, was the Super Bowl run. Those years leading into the Super Bowl run because yeah. they were so close, so close, and then the Super Bowl year happened. Yep. And it just kind of like they caught lightning in a bottle. You know, mm-hmm. Cam Newton was healthy for once because a lot yep. of that is predicated on he had the bum ankle. He had a lot of issues that, you know, the, the seasons prior to that, right? Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, last season was tough because it was a quarterback carousel. Mm-hmm. Donald getting hurt and just make, uh, Baker coming in and trying to fill in and trying to do a job. And uh, it's tough. There's a lot of question marks, you know, uh, a, a head coach, you name it, man, the front yeah. office, all that stuff going on. But uh, I think they're, you know, they, they hired a great guy in uh, Frank Wright. And um, the guys that the, the guys that he hired for his offense and defensive coordinating positions mm-hmm. um, and bringing in the talent that they're bringing in is, uh, is exciting. Well, and, and speaking of, I mean, that started an exciting offseason, I would say. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Hiring Frank Reich, there was some controversy behind it because sure. I think a lot of people wanted to keep Steve Wilkes. I know, they wanted man. to keep the ship going, and Steve Wilkes is a, is a great coach. And yeah. um, of course, we we know he's going to get jobs elsewhere as, yeah. as he continues through his career, and a head coaching job is in his future. Yeah. But I think the one of the most important things to me that I have seen mm-hmm. is the Panthers were probably looking for an offensive coach because they knew for a fact they were taking their quarterback at number one, especially when they made the move, maybe Mm -hmm. gave up too much. I'll probably say it till I'm blue in the face, but maybe gave up too much to get the number one overall pick. They really, I mean, it just seems like for whatever reason, they wanted to go in the offensive direction like the entire league. Yeah, you know, and going into the draft, I think what they had like the fourth pick or something like that. So they had to move up in, in case they wanted one of those three guys, which was Stroud, Young or the kid Anthony Richardson out of Florida, yeah. yeah. So and then I mean, Will Levis was in there, but then right. he, you know he it's crazy that he bit. slipped. You know he slipped. I like so I liked him playing, man. And I have a, a friend here in Charlotte actually that is from Kentucky, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, this Levis kid's great. Doesn't see him being an overall number one type pick, mm-hmm. but or a first round at least. But I mean, he even slipped slid to the second round, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, but you kind of have to move up, and you kind of have to give away. You, you have to. 
you have to put your chips in a little bit more in, yeah. in terms of trying to get that, you know, that jackpot, and hopefully it's going to pay off. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, you know, it's it's one of those situations where, like I, like I said, I felt like they gave up too much to give up DJ Moore, to give up picks and stuff right. like that. I was like, they're going to take five steps back. But mm-hmm. then you look at the offseason they had. You look at picking up Adam Thielen. You right. look at picking DJ Chark. Yeah. You look picking up Miles Sanders, a yeah. super, you know, not a Super Bowl champion, but close to it. Right. So he's got that playoff experience on right. top of that, too. So, you know, to have these veteran presences in there with a rookie, a guy who – and a discussion for for mm-hmm. this show right here is, you know, Bryce Young starting day one, possibly. Who knows? I yeah. Mean, what, what do you think? You know, I, I think they did a great job in um, uh, bringing in the quarterback as well as kind of a backup, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, yep. Because, I mean, you know, the Red Rocket, man, he – obviously he may not win a Super Bowl. He may mm-hmm. not get you there. But he's a good enough bridge for what they're looking to get, to, to get out of him, you know. And I think he probably realizes that. Yeah. Everyone realize everyone – in that building, everyone here in Charlotte, everyone that's a Panther fan realizes that you have to get a veteran guy in. It's Bryce Young's job, yep. right? Uh, who knows what week that's going to be? It might be week one. It might be week five. It might. Who knows? Yep. You know. But the fact that you do have Andy Dalton, who is a bit of a name, you know, mm-hmm. definitely well known for throwing the ball, airing it out a little bit. Yeah. You know, I don't mind that pickup at all because you do need to mold a quarterback in yep. terms of that quarterback room where. You got a guy like Andy Dalton who's been around for a really long time in the mm-hmm. league, helping a younger guy out. Like, hey, let's get you up to speed. He's, put up the numbers. Exactly. He's been in the playoffs. He's been he, he's, he's a had winner. Success. Yeah, he's yeah. had success. Exactly. You know, and that's and that's also in part with Frank Wright doing the right thing in terms. of, Hey, we need to get this guy another veteran guy that yep. has has had success in the league, right? Because mm-hmm. you need that around around a guy that you're trying to mold. Exactly, and and I think too on top of that it. Seems like Andy Dalton. You, you said it, you said it exactly right. He could be that perfect bridge, mm-hmm. but I think we're also in a league in terms of not only what the fans think, but right. also sometimes I think what coaches think too. There's this league of instant gratification, right? Sure. We've seen the success of Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. I mean, which is you know Hall of Fame worthy already, right? right. We've seen the success of Lamar Jackson. We've mm-hmm. seen the success of these uh, Josh Allen and these guys yeah. and how quickly they develop. Yeah. So I think we're kind of in a league of instant gratification where people want. They want what they want, and they want it now. Yeah. They want playoff success, they want it now. They want Super Bowls, they want it in year two. And that's life right now, man. You want you want instant results right away, right? Yep. You want them yesterday. I yep. mean, I can tell you that, right? But uh, I know, so it's hard because I'm kind of old-fashioned in terms of, you know, you're thinking of guys that have kind of sat behind a guy for a few mm-hmm. weeks or a year or something like that, and yep. then all of a sudden it's their time, right? The next year is their time. Yeah. Um, but I also am an advocate of, hey, throw them out there. He's got to get that gameplay experience, that yeah. speed down that you're not going to see in practice. Yep. You're not going to see that in practice at yeah. all. They don't go full speed. Yeah, and you're you're exactly right. I wanted my beach body last summer. Right. You know. So I mean, that's just how it is. You know, like we, you know, that that's just that's just how it is. Yeah. Like there there's a standard, and I think sometimes it's unfair. Yeah. Uh, and, I agree. Uh, speaking of kind of the unfairness of these criticisms that people get. A lot of people say Bryce Young is too short to be in this league. He's too short I mean, to be successful in this league. What do you think? It's funny, man, because I'm only 5'11", right? And I, and I played, uh, and I say only 5'11", because if you turn, if you talk professional sports, yeah. that's not the tallest, right? right. Especially yeah. in football, unless <laughs> unless you're a cornerback, um, a running back, a running back you know, yeah, uh, or a corner, uh, or maybe even a safety. And mm-hmm. usually, generally, safeties are at least six foot and up, right? Yeah, six especially, one, maybe. you know, now they're trying to get bigger safeties, yeah, rangier safeties. Right, yeah. right, exactly, right? So, 
uh, a guy that did play high school football and at quarterback being my size, mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't see over anybody. Yeah. And that's at the high school level, yeah. right? I had trouble finding guys. Um, I had trouble, you know, and that's another thing where I think the playbook comes into mind where you have to know where guys are even mm-hmm. more because sometimes your vision might be not as clear as a guy who's 6'5", or yeah. Josh Allen who's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, yep. back there in shotgun. That's almost unfair. Yep. You know, so it'll be interesting. The good thing about, so from being an old-fashioned an old fashioned mindset of that, it's like if you're 5'11", and you're going into college, as a quarterback, like you have zero chance unless mm-hmm. you're running like an option or something like that. And granted, right. I graduated in 02, <laughs> so I'm not that old, but in the grand scheme of what they're going to try to do on the field, it's yeah. like, is it, it going to be base? What kind of a, a stylistic playbook is it going to be? Is he going to yeah. be in spread like like Kyler Murray does with mm-hmm. the Cardinals? Yeah. reason why Kyler Murray is in spread all the time because he's also he's he's small, probably small. shorter yeah. than that, you yeah. know? So so I, I, I am kind of wary on that mm-hmm. but I also have read a ton that this guy is just super intelligent knows the game of football yep. I mean heck he played for Alabama yep. if you're telling me a kid that's 5'11 5'10 you know is playing for Nick Saban and mm-hmm. winning national championships like you I got mean, success it's, it's, and he was well coached I mean that's a win-win situation yeah. for a guy who I think the odds are kind of stacked against him but right. I, I think you know, I, I know a lot of people. They still want, you know, I, you know. I've, I've kind of, we talked about this before we mm-hmm. went, you know, went on. I'm I'm a big Ravens fan, so yeah, I, I've seen the not so prototypical quarterback, not for so sure. prototypical guys, right? Um, and for me, you know, I think I think Bryce Young will be completely fine because mm-hmm. of the way he plays, right. right? Like it's not. I think it was harder for a guy like Drew Brees, who was a stand in the pocket statue type quarterback. Right. You got to find those windows. Mm-hmm. Guys like Kyler Murray, guys like Bryce Young, they can move around. They mm-hmm. can create their own windows. And when you have talented receivers, you got Jonathan Mingo, who hope who you hope has plenty mm-hmm. of potential. Terrence right? Marshall, even man, hope yeah. that he steps up. I think he will. I think he has mm-hmm. a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, I mean, Adam Thielen. You know, Adam, you know he's going to get open. You know, yeah. DJ Chark is going to get open. Yeah, for sure. Hayden Hurst, I think, is sometimes forgotten about too. A mm-hmm. former first round. Yeah, pick. man. Uh, they got a lot of they got a lot of guys. I think they fulfilled the spots that even last year. I'm like the two the past two years. You yeah. know, granted, DJ Moore did a good job um, with what they had going on there in that situation, mm-hmm. but they needed playmakers, man. Yep. They needed speed. They needed uh, they need deep threats. They they need guys in the middle of the field that can handle it. You know, being the slot. And you have the good tight end now. You have a tight end yep. that should be reliable. Uh, I think I was reading something earlier this morning or even yesterday that he played, starting from week one or two, he played with, like, a, a, a strain growing, but, like, it was, mm-hmm. like, a super, super severe strain. So yeah. you're going throughout the entire year not even being 100%, right? Yep. So, and he comes from a, a very well-touted franchise, too, you know, mm-hmm. in the Bengals. And I, I think... He has the pieces. I'm just excited to see what the playbook's going to look like, mm-hmm. what the offensive line is going to look like, too. Because, you know, it's one thing to run the football that they did really well last year. I mean, towards yeah. the end of those last few games, yeah. they were running 40, 50. Yeah, no one could stop them. Yep. You know, so as long as he gets time to throw the football, some pass protection. Uh, I don't feel like Young is necessarily the scrambling type. Like, you're a Ravens mm-hmm. guy like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I feel like he's like a one-read type guy. Maybe a two-read type guy, but if it's not there, he goes immediately, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just, maybe that's just me. I don't really know the Ravens that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've seen that Young is super intelligent. He knows his playbook in and out, which is yeah. good because that'll give him time for two or three reads, right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to rely on his feet so much. Yeah. But you do have a guy back there that can. That's true. Yeah, and, and I think, too, 
you know, uh, piggybacking on the Ravens comment. Yeah. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson has kind of been forced to do more with less. So, you know, he's probably forced to be one true. read, two read, you know, type yeah. of the guy. The good part about you don't have the time. Bryce Young, yeah, and, right. and that's true. You know, the offensive line is kind of shaky mm-hmm. since Marshall Yonder retired. Mm-hmm. But the good part about what the Panthers have done this offseason is you have talent around him. You know, you yeah. have veteran talent. You, yeah. they, they, they know how to, you know, find the little nuances within the offense. But it's going to be interesting to see, too, Frank Reich, he's never had a guy like Bryce Young, a guy who can True. maneuver like that, a guy who can no, he's you know, find the traditional yeah, he's had the quarterback, you know, yeah. big stance, you know, strong, tall guy who stands in the pocket. That's and why Will Levis wasn't a guy. I'd be surprised they didn't take Levis, <laughs> yeah. man, just based on the past of the guys he's had, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. It'll be interesting, man. I, I just hope, um, you know, I, I don't think the Panthers fan base is the type to where if he has one bad game out of the gate, they're going to just... What did we do? This and I don't think it's going to be like that at all. You know, yeah. you kind of have to give, you got to give him a chance to develop a little bit, show you what he's made of. Hopefully, not get hurt in the process of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and you also have to give the coaching staff a little time too, which yeah, is a scary thing because yeah. it's almost like you know when a head coach leaves a college program, or mm-hmm. it's always like, man, we got to wait like three or four years because. Yep. They have to get those guys in. They got to, all of a sudden, three or four years pass. And like we said, we want success. Something else. Yeah, we, it, we it wasn't want it like. Now. It wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Right. So now, you know, the coach gets fired. Right. Did the coach get, even and get the that, chance to. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, now it's back to square one. And you got players that don't want to, you know, because of the, the coaching carousel. So mm-hmm. hopefully I think it's going to create a culture of stability, which yeah. is what is really needed. I, I think so, too. And I. I think another thing that goes into that is when the thing about coaching, coaching is so important, mm-hmm. right? There's been plenty of games lost via, you know, by coaching, not necessarily right. the personnel on the field. Yeah. So, you know, going back to that kind of that feel, that, that kind of want for instant gratification, I think a lot of people are going to want Bryce Young to start day one. And my thing right. is, should Bryce Young start day one for those tuning in? Yeah. You know, what do you think? Like, like what do you all think? But also, you know, it you know it kind of comes back full circle. Should he? You know, like mm-hmm. because when you're the number one overall pick, there's pressure that comes with that, yeah. and there is a pressure to be good right away. There is. There, there really is. There, it, you want to be successful right away because I mean, look, if you look, we went to Bama. You know, imagine putting someone in, plugging and playing like yep. like Saban does, and all of a sudden they're still successful and they still win, and they still end up in the national championship or the final four every time, right? Yep. Exactly. Um, so the expectation's already there, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you do because look, the NFC South is wide open, right? It, Everyone's exactly. talking about yep. the NFC South just being kind of maybe like a dumpster fire, but people are saying that it's not going to be the best, obviously, uh, out of the entire NFL. But somebody's got to come out of it. But there's opportunity. Yep. There's opportunities. So they have a lot of guys. that, And look at the defense. They didn't really touch the defense. They only yep. made it a little bit better, some improvements. They're going to a 3-4 scheme. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun to watch. We'll see. You know, I think their defense will keep them in a lot of games. Yep. It's just a matter of the quarterback play and a, ma- a matter of putting up points. Yep. And, and, you know, the other thing is, too, like, can you build on the defense that you had last year? Right. But kind of put that missing piece together, which was the offense. That's what you need to do. Because, I mean, the defense kept them in I don't know how many games, yep. you know. And they were always on the field. Yeah. You know, always. And, and it's like, how good of a unit is that to be on the field that amount of time? Mm-hmm. And you're still in the game to the very end. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And you I, know? And I, I think, too, like, 
you know, th- this uh, it's going to take time, right? This it offense is, is going to take time yeah. to mature, mm-hmm. take time to build the chemistry together. You know, yeah. you got a brand new quarterback with brand new receivers yeah. with a brand new coach, yeah. right? Like that's, I mean, to to make that something overnight is, yeah. you know, almost impossible. But you yeah. you made a you put up a good point. You said the NFC South is wide open, and mm-hmm. that's true because. I think sometimes we forget because the Panthers did have the number one overall pick, yeah. and they were originally sitting at the number nine pick. I think it's almost forgotten about sometimes that the Panthers were what one or two games away from hosting a playoff yeah, game. Man, it's wild how that the end of the season was last year. I was yep. just like, okay, why are they winning? Yeah. Because I'm like, keep tanking. You right. got You're right there. I don't understand what you're doing. The quarterback situations. It, it, it's. It's a mess. it's a mess because Baker got hurt. You're you're playing uh, PJ. No offense to him, yeah. but I mean, what are you gonna do? You yeah. know, so you keep and they they kept winning, and yeah. you're like, what are you guys doing? At this point of the game, that late, it's like week twelve, weeks something mm-hmm. somewhere later in the year. You gotta rack up some L so you yeah. can make sure you get the one or two pick. And guess what? Maybe we still have DJ Moore. Yeah, or maybe that's true. we don't. That's true. You know, I, I do. Speaking, you know, it's it's funny because just kind of I just thought about this. You said, you know, you used to be an athlete. And, yeah. You know, you yeah. you were a competitor. Yeah. So if your coach came to you and said, we're tanking. Yeah. We, we, you know, we got to oh, lose. What do, you, what do yeah. you think? You know, yeah. as, a, as a competitor. Yeah. Because, you know? like, mean, as a fan, I oh, think. Oh, for sure. Or no, as you win. a spectator, yeah. yeah. You, you want to see, you, you want to win or, you know, I think there's two sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You either want to want your team to win regardless of how bad they are. Yeah. Or you want to see your team tank to get the first overall pick. Right. But like as a competitor, you know, how is that different? Yeah, well, I think I think they do it subtly in terms of like, oh, well, let's put this guy out there, you know, that mm-hmm. needs to get experience. Yeah. But you're like, oh, we're gonna give this guy experience. Well, why are they doing that? You know, it's almost like in the NBA, they do the same thing. They have <laughs> rotational players all of a sudden getting more minutes than starters, and you're like, mm-hmm. hmm, okay, someone's looking at the standings. So they're obviously not gonna tell them to tank right off the bat. You want to fight tooth and nail because hey it is a living you still need to earn a paycheck and guess what every snap your job's on the line right yeah. every game every snap could be your last every snap could be your last every every game is like i i can only imagine the stress of that you mm-hmm. know the stress of that for sure especially being on a team that isn't being successful mm-hmm. man because the spotlight's always on you because yeah. it's always you're always watching film of you guys losing and the mistakes yep. being made right so so yeah i i agree with you man obviously if my coach were we're tanking. I'd be like, well, what's the benefit? Like, yeah. Am I around next year? Because let's do it. Yep. Like, okay, I'm still playing though, right? <laughs> but no, that's funny. That's funny. It, you know, and, and it is. It's uh, <laughs> it, it is funny because, you know, I I think there is this like fever pitch around Carolina right now. You know, yeah. the fever pitch around Charlotte because, the. the Panthers fans, they want to see this team get back to that mountaintop that they were at. They, I mean, you're yeah. you're literally, I mean. Considering how the game went, because I know a lot of people are like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. the game went so bad that it, w- it shouldn't have even been there. But I'd rather be there with a chance yeah. than to not be there at all. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'm sure, you know, I know losing that game is is tough. Yeah. It lives with you. But, you know, I mean, you got, there's so much potential. Right. You know, I th- and I think it starts this season with a division that is up in the air. It's up in the air, man. I can't even, I mean, you got Derek Carr for the Saints. I mean... I mean, and that might be like the might Saints be the might be the only team, team that's like pretty good, right? That that right. might be ready. Yeah, they might be. Yeah. You, I mean, you don't really know because on top of that, you got a rookie quarterback. Um, what am I thinking? Like, 
So you you don't know what the Buccaneers are going to mm-hmm. do, right? Yeah. That's the other yeah. thing too. Like you don't know what the Buccaneers. Yeah, Baker are Mayfield be. out there was Kyle Trask. Yeah, who's been there. That, in the there we go. A couple but, of yeah. years. Yeah, but yeah, I know? know. It's yeah. it's Tampa. I, it's just hands down, it's wide open. Atlanta is going to be Atlanta. I feel like I feel yeah. like they're going to be not a, not a rookie quarterback, a young quarterback, yeah, a, young, a young unproven second, one in Desmond Ritter, right? For know, sure, so. for sure. So I think they're also on a trajectory of being exciting again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting. The Saints, I think, is the team that's win now mentality. Yep. You know, and obviously the Panthers want to win now, but it's going to take a little bit to you're going to have some growing pains. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying exactly. they can't make the playoffs. I'm not saying that at all. You never know, but mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a weaker division, so they do have a shot. Yeah, and and I think uh, the NFC becomes even more wide open because mm-hmm. you have. I mean, everybody. It feels like every top quarterback that is at least established is in the mm-hmm. AFC. Yeah. You know, you get rid of Aaron Rodgers and now it's, you know, the NFC is wide open. Yeah, no, it really is. Except, you know, I mean, of course you got the Eagles. Right? Yeah. The Cowboys will probably, probably be there. They'll mm-hmm. probably fail before they get there, but they'll they'll be there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the NFC definitely is a lot more open than than you would think. You know, even even the last last year's playoffs, you know, I'm like, man, if the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, I'm just not a Cowboys fan, but uh, I'm just like, the Cowboys make You're either with them or you're against them. That yeah, like, I'm just like, no. two sides of the coin. I Maybe mean, like the mid-90s, you know, growing up. Of course, Troy Aikman, Evan Smith, uh, Michael Irvin, Dion. They, of course, that was a great team. But, um, but yeah, I'm just like, please not Dallas, you know. But, um, but yeah, so it's it's wide open. It's, it's going to be fun. You know, yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think they did end on some success. Um, it's a bummer that, you know, Wilkes is gone. I think he's with San Francisco now mm-hmm. as a coordinator, so it's good to see him land on his feet. But, yeah, it is. Um, but it's, it's definitely exciting. It's definitely going to take a little time. Yeah, and and I think that's that's kind of, you know, bringing it back full circle once again, like kind of got to be patient with it. Yeah. You know, I think I think this entire city, like, I mean, you might want to just stay away from, uh, you know, Main Street out there. Yeah. You want know, you want to stay away from Bank of America Stadium right. and the surrounding areas uh, on week two when they yeah. have their home opener because people are going to be excited just to see what, number one, the Bryce is going to play. Yeah. Number two, uh, you know, what they're going to do with these mm-hmm. new additions, these new pieces. It'll be interesting. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's always fun, you know, that first week one, week two. Uh, obviously, I think they open on the road this year. Yeah, uh, but uh, the home opener is against New Orleans, I think. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it. So that's kind of a bummer because I've I've been to the last two openings the past couple of years. I, I usually go to three or four games a year mm-hmm. if I'm lucky. Now the six month old, we'll see. I'll have to off to pamper uh, my wife Aaron for a little bit to try try to get there. But um, but it'll be interesting and it's funny too because it's like you look at the Panthers Super Bowl team right the two mm-hmm. years before they lost in the divisional rounds right yep. at the playoffs. So it's like. It, 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 that team, you want to talk about stress and success, that mm-hmm. Super Bowl team had to be good. Yeah. It had to be really good. Yep. And, man, they caught lightning in a bottle that year. I remember uh, covering them then, uh, that year and uh, being on the sidelines and stuff. And so you just have this feel of a team, they're, how good they are. And, like, this team, I don't think they're going to lose. Like, yeah. I think I thought that, like, week three or, or four when they were playing Houston – and I'm like, these guys are pretty good. And then just kept going. And they kept and you the know, one they racking did up lose, the wins. I'm sure they Yeah, the one they did <clears throat> lose just didn't even make sense that they lost it. Like, last game of the season. I remember that too. <clears throat> Specifically, I was in the corner of the end zone. Panthers already scored. I think they're up 7 nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And they get the ball back after a pretty weak punt by Atlanta. The defense goes uh, 3 and out, get the ball back. Or no, uh, the, so it's 7 nothing. They go right down the field and score. And I'm like, this is going to be a bloodbath. They're going to finish the season perfect. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it's third down and probably maybe third or six or eight or something like that. Not really manageable for Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Matt Ryan, and they're probably on the 20, maybe inside the 20. So all they're trying to do is just try to get more room for the punter to kick it, yeah. you know, to flip the field. He throws, I think, uh, out to the flat, and I believe it was Charles Tillman who had, like, pass interference or something like that mm-hmm. on third and long. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. That that series, they drove all the way down and scored. So just t- it just goes to show you the complexity yeah. of the game where, I mean, Cam just had his, his first baby, or mm-hmm. I don't know which baby it was, but it, that was a whole deal that week because, man, they got to go perfect. Yeah. They go right down. Cam's from Atlanta. Like, it was just crazy, right? Uh-huh. They go right down the field. You're like, these guys are going to win by 50 the way this is going. And that one play yep. changed one play. the entire thing because yep. Atlanta just kind of ran. The, it was a low-scoring game. Atlanta just kind of ran the ran the clock a little bit, you know, we're getting successful to first downs, and it was an ugly game. Yeah. And that totally just changed it, because it could have been 14 nothing like that, and yeah. then it's like, it's a wrap. Yep, and I mean, remember it was that one punt return in the Super Bowl that changed the complexion of that <sighs> game, or the fumble, or the or The, Man, I, the fumble, fumble honestly, I was there too for that Super Bowl, and... Um, you know, going into it, I'm like, ah, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm not, I, and personally, I'm not one to, to, uh, to, to be too like, cause I, I want, I, I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. I'm excited, but I'm like, I don't know. And uh, the fumble by Tolbert, um, and Graham Gano missing a field goal. I think in the first quarter, mm-hmm. I'm like, he missed, cause that guy would not miss the entire year. Yeah. And then he misses that one and I'm like, this is I'm like, this is like a thirty it's nothing for him. You know, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. even sleep, I'm sure. He can mm-hmm. do in the backyard if you ask him to. And uh when that happened, I'm like, this is just not gonna go their way. Yep. You know, and he missed that one and I think he, he missed one in the third quarter too to open the quarter. Which just to get on the board. Yep. And he missed that and I'm like, Yeah, this is it's not gonna happen. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know, it it'll it'll be because I think we all wanna see uh, the Panthers kind of get back to that level again. Um, yeah, and, you know it, it. It does start with with this year, just making some progress. Yeah, you know it. I think it so too. You know, I don't think they have to take a large step, but no. I think people want to see. You know, th- I mean, we saw steps with the front office when it t- comes right. to making moves. Mm-hmm. So now it's like you know they had a plan with what they wanted to do and they did it, and now it's like you know yeah. can they execute on the field. The one key I can say that I've seen in my years uh, as a journalist and covering sports for many years, uh, especially in the NFL or any team for that, if you start looking at veterans going to teams in the Mm offseason, like, for instance, Charles Tillman, who's a veteran, right, Mm -hmm. coming from the Bears, and I'm not sure if he played somewhere in between before that. They had Roman Harper, Charles Tillman, Jared Allen, all of a sudden signs with the Panthers Mm -hmm. during the season. You're like, well, what they realize is that the Panthers is good enough to make it all the way and possibly win it. So that's the kind of culture that needs to be built starting now, yep. which I think should be with Frank Wright. Once you start seeing those type of veterans sign mm-hmm. a couple of year deals or maybe it's a year deal or two years, they're betting that this team is going to go all the way. Yep. So that's just my that's just my little two cents on that. That's one thing to keep on track. You're like, why would that guy sign? Oh, yeah. he's on. He just wants a shot at the yeah. ring. Yeah. You know? J.J. Watt comes out of retirement, signs with the Panthers. <laughs> we got a shot. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, but, de- you know, I, I, I de- I'm definitely excited. I think the entire city is excited. It's fun, man. Yeah. I mean, I want the I want week one to be like this week coming up. You yeah. know, and you're like, oh, we got OTAs, yeah. preseason. <laughs> we got to overreact about OTAs, right? Yeah. We got to overreact about some of the players that may not even make the team during yeah, preseason. I know. And then we finally get to the season. That's yeah. how it works. Overreacting over uh, Sanders, you know, having a toenail fall off or something. <laughs> it's like, just relax. It's going to be okay. Yeah. 
when we're in August, then we can start to kind of really get a feel for it. But I'm just excited for the season to be here. Um, it's just it's a bummer that it's only June. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's funny because as long as it is away. It'll be here before it, you know it. It really will. Yeah, you know, because that, yeah. that's the thing. It's going to be here before you know it. But I, I appreciate you for coming by. Yeah. I appreciate you for joining me. Absolutely. Like I said before, anytime. Anytime. Yeah, you want, man, let you me know. Come. I'm always I'm always willing to, to talk Panthers for yeah. sure. Yeah. And whatever else you got going on, uh, thank you for having me. Of course. I, I'm... Once again, I, I definitely just I just appreciate it. I, yeah, I, man. I, I just appreciate it because it's all it's all the the banter back and forth, the discussion that that's 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 what it's all about. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good time, man. Yeah, whenever you want. Appreciate Hopefully it. that was good. Now, yeah, yeah, it was. All it right, was cool. appreciate definitely appreciate it. We'll see you guys on the next episode of the Keep Prowling Podcast. I appreciate my guest today, Lawrence Gilligan. I got it right this time. Hey, you're right, as man. always, uh, definitely hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you guys on the next episode of the Keep Prowling Podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.